Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. This year has been declared by our father the prophet as the year of seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. So I want us to prepare to give the Lord a very powerful seed during the first offering. Amen. Good. So I'm just here to encourage you to sow a powerful seed and to let you understand why you need to give offerings when you come to church. Sometimes we do things, but we don't really understand why we do them. But when you know why you do something, you are fully convinced and you do it. Then the power that backs that thing is made available to you. Amen. So that is why every morning our pastor takes his time to go through the scriptures to let us understand why we need to give offerings. So that you don't just say, I give offering because they said I should give. No. As a Christian, you are supposed to govern your life with the word of God. Anything that is not in the word of God or anything that God does not clearly stipulate, you are not, you are not obliged to do it unless you are led by his Holy Spirit. Amen. And even in the leading of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that God says that he will not bypass his word to do anything. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. So even when the Holy Spirit is leading you, one way to be sure that you are being led by the Holy Spirit is to check for whatever you are hearing from the word of God. If it is contradictory to the word of God, then it is not the Holy Spirit leading you. Amen. Amen. So this morning, we want to look at why we should give an offering this morning or in church. And I want you to turn your Bibles with me to 1 Samuel chapter 1, from verse 1 to 19. 1 Samuel chapter 1. Now there was a certain man of Ramathaim Zophim, of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeruham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zaph, and Ephrathite. All these are names of boys. When you give birth to boys, you can call them. Verse 2, and he had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. Verse 3. And this man went up out of his city. And this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord were there. So there was a man and his two wives, okay? And the Bible says that every year they went out of their city to worship and sacrifice unto the Lord. It's the same as you are doing now. Every Sunday, you go out of your home and you come here to worship and sacrifice unto the Lord. Amen. Okay. 
And the two sons, okay, verse 4. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Penina his wife and to all her sons and her daughters portions, okay? So it's like maybe coming to the church to sacrifice, to give offerings, okay? So maybe if he gives, like when you are coming to church, you give your children offering. Is that not it? Okay, so Eli, whenever he was coming, Elkanah, whenever he was coming to church, he will give his wife, his two wives, he had two. He will give both of them a portion to sacrifice unto the Lord. And then he will give the children also. But the Bible says that he gave to Penina his wife and to all her sons and her daughters portions. Okay. But unto Hannah, he gave a worthy portion. That is favor. Today, may you receive a worthy portion. Hallelujah. You can have portions. It's a blessing to have. Is that not it? So you can have portions. We all need portions. No one wants to go empty-handed. But you can also have a worthy portion. So even at work, you can be paid a salary. But favor can cause you to receive a better salary than your colleagues. Is that clear? Even at home. You can all be bought Christmas dresses as children, but favor can cause you to receive a shoe in addition. So to Hannah, he gave a worthy portion. And I'm saying that as you sow your seed this morning, may the Lord give to you a worthy portion. Amen. Amen. And why is it? The Bible says, for he loved Hannah. So does it mean he didn't love Penina? I don't know. But when it says for, he loved Hannah. You see that the emphasis is on how much he loved her. He definitely loved her more than he loved Penina. So, but unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. You see, so sometimes as human beings, we use our own wisdom to do things. You think that the only way to get a man to love you is to get him to impregnate you. Okay, and then once you have his child. He is forced to marry you or he is forced to love you. But the wisdom of God is different. Penina had children. She had sons and daughters. Hannah had no child, but Elkanah loved Hannah. And when he was giving the portions, he didn't give the worthy portion to the one who had sons and daughters. He gave the worthy portion to the one who didn't have a child. He loved her so much that he was not moved by her barrenness or by the fact that the Lord had shut her womb. Hallelujah. And this is what I want us to have in mind as we give our offerings, as we serve the Lord day in and day out. God is able to cause you to be loved, irrespective of whatever situation you find yourself in. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you see some ladies, they complain a lot about the pimples on their faces. And then they will always be squeezing, squeezing. And then after squeezing the, the uh, pimples, you see that now they have um, dark spots. Then they start looking for things. Sister, relax. Relax. Look, when the right man sees you, he will love you even because of the pimples. I'm telling you, when you meet the right man, it doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter. I've seen people complaining and they, they are not happy with the way God made them. I'm too slim and I, I have a flat bum and I, my breasts are small and this, this, this. Look, I know a man who loves flat screen. Someone who doesn't have bums, who doesn't have anything. And he loves her very much. Amen. So relax and trust the Lord. 
when you meet the right person or when the time is right or when God favors you, you will get someone who loves you just the way you are. Amen. No need to stress. No need to worry. Hannah had no children, not even one. But the Bible says she's the one who received a worthy portion. For Elkanah loved her, even though God had shut her womb. May you receive the blessing of God for your life, irrespective of what situation you find yourself in today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So verse 6 says, And her adversary also provoked her soul, for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. Verse 7, And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. So this is a family that used to go every year, every year. It's like going every year for Give Thyself Conference. You get it. You are in church. You come to church every Sunday. But there's an annual church program. And then you go with your family. And when they go and sacrifice, it's like you have to sacrifice according to your wife, the number of uh, children you have. And Hannah had no one. So every time they went, the rival will always provoke her. Provoke as in tease her. Make fun of her. Make mockery of her. And many times as human beings, these things get to us. But today, I'm going to show you how you can reverse the things that cause people to mock at you. Amen. Amen. Those things that sort of weigh you down. Those things that when you remember, you are sad. Those things that when they come to your mind, you become so depressed. You don't know what to do. The very things that your enemy stands on, capitalizes on to make mockery of you and to make you feel like you are nothing. This morning, I'm going to show you how to turn that situation around. Amen. So verse 8 says, Then said Elkanah, her husband, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? You see, sometimes also the men don't understand. Her rival is laughing at her, mocking her because she is barren. And you are asking her, are you not better than ten sons? Charlie, you are good, but you are not the same as a son. Ladies, is that not it? How many want to get married? How many want husbands? Oh, you don't want to marry. Those who want to marry, raise your hand. Let me see. May the Lord give you a husband when you are ready. But how many want to marry and never have children? The hands have gone down. Yes. So it shows that we love the men, but they cannot also be compared to their children. Is that not it? There's a role where that the children play, and there's a role. So Eli, Elkanah didn't understand. He asked Hannah, am I not better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up. She didn't say anything. Some things you don't have to answer. So th those wives who everything you have an answer for. Am I not better to you than 10? No, you are not. You, you bring an argument. Just keep quiet. The Bible says Hannah didn't talk. She just rose up. Oh, can town cross wives from today. Receive the grace to keep your mouth shut when you have to. Amen. Oh, the wives are not responding. Amen. So that your home will be sweet. Amen. So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drank. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. Verse 10. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept so. This was Hannah. The Bible says she was in bitterness of soul 
and prayed unto the Lord and wept so. Somebody is here, you are in bitterness of soul for different reasons. Yours is that you are not praying, but you are weeping so. Do you understand? Hannah was in bitterness of soul. She prayed and she wept. But some of us, we are in bitterness of soul. We are not praying, but we are weeping. This morning, decide to add the prayer. Hallelujah. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou, wilt, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. So as Hannah was crying and as she was praying, she made a vow to the Lord. And you see, she was very specific. She didn't say, Lord, give me a child. She said, I want a man child. That means I want a boy. You can be very specific when you are praying to God. Amen. You can be very specific. God is not a God of ambiguity. He understands the very things we need. So you can tell him, Lord, give me a boy. Lord, give me a girl. Lord, give me twins. Lord, give me a job. Lord, give me a wife. Whatever it is, Lord, as for the beloved you have given me, but give me lobola. Lord, give me a scholarship. Give me a bursary. Lord, give me a skill that will bring me to the top. So the Bible says she vowed a vow. And then verse 12 says, And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. So Eli was the priest, okay, her pastor. Verse 13, Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she had been drunken. This is someone who was seriously petitioning the Lord and pouring her heart out to the Lord. But the Bible says what? She spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. You see, some, sometimes we think that prayer is only shouting. Some of us, we think that prayer is only shouting. So we can shout, 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 even when the things we are saying does not make sense. But sometimes, rather than just shout and make noise, and you know that sometimes when you are shouting, you are not the one leading the prayer. You are not backing to it. Sometimes you know that when you are shouting, you are just calling for attention. You are not seriously praying. Are you getting it? But you can talk to God earnestly without necessarily shouting. Because if every prayer was going to be shouted, hey, Yalabosha, hey, your neighbors would have reported you to the police by now. That's even if you pray at home. Because a, a Christian is supposed to be praying without ceasing. And every time you are shouting in the house, you, then you, you can't live in a residential area. We need to put you somewhere by the beach or in a shack somewhere. Are you getting it? Yeah. So this is how Hannah prayed. So you can see that this prayer was actually one that was coming from the heart. She was not just reciting words. Oh, Lord, we thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, Lord, we bless you, bless you, bless you. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Yes, Father, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Yes, Lord God. It's like you are just saying something. What are you saying now? Come home and tell God what you are saying. But Hannah, the Bible says that she prayed, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. And yet God answered her. This morning, decide to speak to the Lord in sincerity of your heart and tell him what you are thinking. Mean it, and he will answer you. Amen. Amen. So Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? 
put away thy wine from thee. The pastor thought she was drunk. Verse 15, and Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Verse 17, this is the verse I like. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace, and the God of Israel grants thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. You see, a time comes after you have prayed to the Lord sincerely, you have poured your heart out to the Lord, you become very light in spirit, and you'll be able to rise up and eat. You, it's like the situation has not yet been solved, but you have peace. Are you understanding? It doesn't take a day to have a baby. It takes nine full months. But the Bible says after the pastor told her to go in peace and the Lord answer her or grant her petition, she went her way and she ate and her countenance was no more sad. Verse 19, and they rose up in the morning early and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house to Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Amen. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So sometimes when we tell you, may the Lord remember you, this is the scripture where it is coming from. You see, God hasn't forgotten about us. God knows us. He's always with us. But sometimes he just suddenly remembers something about you. So there are so many petitions okay, which he is going to answer. But he can decide today to just, okay, let me, let me remember this job and grant her the job today. Are you getting it? So I came to encourage you that as you, as you give your offering and as you sow your seed this morning, let it not just be money that you are putting into the offering basket or money that you are transferring into the church account. What is the basis for it? The basis is for you to receive a blessing at the hand of the Lord. Amen. So I don't know what is in your life that has been long standing. There are some things we pray about it and then we receive the answers immediately. But there are other things. We keep on praying, praying. The Bible says that Elkanah and Hannah and Penina, they went to the temple every year. Every single year. It's like going to Korea every single year for the church growth conference. You get it. Even the Muslims go for Hajj. Are you getting it? So every year they went. And yet, Hannah didn't have a child. All those years, every single year they went. They worshipped and then they sacrificed. The sacrifice is like giving the offering. So every year they worshipped, every year they sacrificed. So you may have been coming to church, you've given so many offerings. As a brother said, we have so now. <laughs> you've given so many offerings and you think that, what, of what use is this? I have been giving offerings, giving offerings, giving offerings. But one day, when Hannah went to the temple, the same routine, every year they went, that year she went. Every year the rival mocks her. That year she mocked at her. Every year she goes to worship. That year she went to worship. Every year she sacrifices. That year she went to sacrifice. But what was the difference? The difference was that in this particular year, 
as she worshipped the Lord and poured her heart out before the Lord and gave her sacrifice, the priests took notice of her. There was something that was different about her. That particular year, the priest took notice of her. And he came to even come and rebuke her because pastors are also human beings. Are you getting it? Only God knows everything. Bible says that for we see in part. So the pastor thought perhaps she had babalazi and she was in church. So he came to rebuke her. How long? How long will you be drinking? But you see, some of us, if the pastor were to rebuke us in church, ourselves will come and the way we will react, it will take us away from our blessing. But Hannah, she was not rude. She did not react negatively. What did she say? She said, I am a woman of what? Sorrowful countenance. I have just poured out my heart before the Lord. I have not drank anything. And the man of God was touched by her answer. Are you an, he said, it is, it is God that Hannah was praying to, but it was the man of God that gave the answer. You see, every year when she went to pray and worship, do you think God never heard her? God heard her. But this year, his servant took notice of her, and he was the one who said, Go in peace, and the Lord grants you that which you have asked. And the Bible says that they went the next day, and Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. If you read further on, you will realize that Hannah gave birth to a son. She didn't give birth to a daughter. She asked for a son, and she gave birth to a son. So I want to encourage you that anytime you come into the presence of the Lord and you are given an offering, Give the offering with faith. Petition God. Pray about it to God. Are you understanding? For this morning in particular, anything that has been long standing in your life, maybe your husband has been beating you every time, beating you, beating you. When you report, you solve it. He says, I'm sorry. He buys you roses. Two weeks, he beats you. It's time to petition the Lord with that thing. Amen. Maybe you are believing God for a child. Maybe you are believing God for a healing for healing. Maybe you are believing God for a marriage. Maybe you are even believing God for a job. Always they call you for interviews, but you are never shortlisted. It is time to petition the Lord. As you take out your offering this morning, I want you to say something to the Lord in your heart. You don't need to shout for all of us to know what you are asking God for. Bible says, Hannah, she spake in her heart. Nobody heard her voice, only her lips moved. So I want you to think about what one thing has been long-standing in your life. There is always that one day that God remembers you. And my prayer is that today, as you sow your seed, may the Lord remember you as he remembered Hannah. Amen. So please take out that offering. Take out a very powerful seed and let's sow it unto the Lord. The church account details are on the screen. You can just send it, do an EFT. The reference should be your name and your telephone number. Please don't send money without your name or your telephone number. The administrators will not be able to get back to you with the covenant message of the month. Okay, so please, there's always a blessing, covenant blessing that comes to those who tithe and pay offerings. So you need to add your name or your contact number so that they can send the message to you. Hallelujah. So take out a powerful offering for those who are giving in cash. Take it out and lift it up high above your head. Lift it up. Why must we lift it above our head so that you don't forget and put it back in your pocket? Very good. Lift up. And if you are also transferring, transfer. This is not the time to be on Facebook. 
Yeah, sometimes you are saying, hello, how are you? Meanwhile, we think you are transferring. You are in the presence of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord. It's time for offering. So transfer your money and then those who are paying cash, please lift up your hands. Let's pray. If you've also transferred, just lift up your device, iPad, phone. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for this morning. I stand here as your servant. Lord, qualified by the blood of Jesus and the finished work of the cross. And I decree and I declare and I petition you, Heavenly Father, that this scripture will be invoked on behalf of all your children who are sowing seeds. Lord, that long-standing thing that they are crying to you about, as they sow this seed and as they worship in your sanctuary today, Lord, I pray that you will be gracious unto them and remember every single person that, Lord, in the time of men, a year by this time, Lord, a month by this time, a week by this time, whatever the timing is right in your sight, your children, oh Lord, will receive at your hand that which they are petitioning you for with this seed. I thank you and I bless your name for answered prayer and for your remembrance of us. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Please. Ashes move around. I think the dancing stars should give their offering quickly and then you can come on stage. Hallelujah! Are you happy to be a church? Amen! Rise on your feet! Rise on your feet! It's time to, to, see, to sow the seeds of the word of God! Amen! Last week, our pastor was teaching very powerfully. He preaches in an orderly fashion. Amen. He mentioned, number one, the seed of flesh and the seed of the spirit. And one of the points he mentioned, he said there is a seed of the word of God. Hallelujah. And I believe that me and you today, in this Friends Sunday, we are happy and we are ready to receive the word of God with meekness, which is able to save your soul. Clap your hands together. Let's welcome Bishop Napoleon Jesus, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your mercies. Thank you for the wonderful friends you've given us. Thank you for your love and the gifts of life. Lord, we lift our hands in appreciation, in honor, in worship, in praise of who you are in our lives. And the family you've given us and the wonderful friends you've given us. Our prayer this morning is that Lord, have your way in our lives and let your will be done. Grant unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your word. Lord, touch our hearts. May your word, O oh God, uh, sink deep down our hearts. May we be changed. May we be convicted because of your word. We bind the powers of darkness and the forces that are about to steal that which you are about to sow into our hearts. Deliver us, Lord. Heal us. Oh, yes. And perfect that which concerns us. Holy Spirit of God, we humble ourselves before you and we say, have your way. Have your way. Heal our hearts. Heal our bodies. Heal our minds. Heal our souls. Anyone who came here with a burden, with a chronic condition, 
with a situation that he doesn't know or she doesn't know how to take care of. Let your mighty hand, oh yes, be straight towards us and heal us in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. So I want to wish everybody happy friends Sunday. Amen. Tell the person sitting by you, you are blessed to be my friend. And tell the person, I am blessed to be your friend. Tell the person, I don't take it for granted that you invited me. Tell the person, it's a blessing to have a friend like you. Tell the person, don't break this friendship. I would like to sit by you through up to the end of our lives. Tell the person, even if it's possible, in heaven, we should be neighbors. Tell the person, what do you think? What did the person say? It's powerful. Wow. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. So happy friends, Sunday. Amen. A friend who will invite you to church is a good friend. Once upon a time, I had, a, I had some friends, and I was in, was it a high school? Yeah, I was in high school, and they were teaching me how to smoke. Hey! It wasn't an easy lesson. I, I, from the first time, I noticed that, no, no, this is not my calling. When I popped the first one, hey, St. Maurice, a white cigarette with, without any imported cigarettes. The first pop, Charlie, Chris, from the scar of my head, everywhere was itching. Hey, what is happening? I, I was scratching everywhere. No, no, no. I thought I was going crazy. It wasn't even weed. It wasn't marijuana. It was normal cigarette. I said, no, no, no. This thing, if I joke, I will be naked. Let me not continue. <laughs> Hallelujah. So friends did not invite me to church. They rather taught me different things. So if you have a friend who, have, who, who invited you to church, I think it's a good place to put your hands together. I think it's a good place. There are friends that will teach you, that will show you where to do abortion. There are friends that will tell you the things that their boyfriends have bought for them, the stars they are doing for their boy. There are friends that can pollute you. Before you notice, you have ideas and plans that you are waiting so you have opportunity to also experiment. There are friends who will tell you sites that they are reading from, books that they are reading, and it will corrupt before you notice. Under your parents' nose, you are metamorphosizing into something that you have not imagined because of the role friends play. Because the whole week, you will see your friends from Monday even to Sunday. You come to church for just two or so hours. You go to school, how many uh, uh, minutes do you spend with your parents? 
So who your friend is is very important. Hallelujah. And there is nothing like neutral weights. Weights are not neutral. Weights have effects. Weights have effects and weights are seeds. So when you read the story about the parable of the sower who went to sow, Bible says in uh, Mark chapter 4, when you read from verse number 12, Bible says, the, the, you know, when Jesus told the parable, the people did not understand. They said, what is the meaning of this parable? That a sower went to sow, and some of the seed fell by the wayside. Some fell on a rocky place. Some fall, uh, fell on, uh, on thorny places. It is the last one that fell in a good place. And Jesus began to explain that the sower sowed the word. The seed is the word. So whatever you are hearing is a seed that is being sown. You see, you have heard something, but you don't even know that it's a seed. The reason why there is no harvest is that when a seed is sown, there are conditions that causes the seed to germinate. How many did a little science in grade three or four? Because when a seed is sown, what are the things that you need in order for it to do well? Sunlight, water, carbon dioxide, uh-huh. And what? And what again? And soil. Yeah. And as for the soil, you can even trick, trick the plants or the seed. You can put, uh, what do you call, tissue or cotton and pour water on it. You trick it to, the seed will think that it is. So wherever you put a seed, you see, when you put, when you hear something, when you sow a seed, you put a seed over here. You may think that the seed cannot grow. But because it is on tar, one day if somebody sweeps that seed and he throws it outside there, you notice that the seed. So what you have heard that you think that you will not do it, it is because you have not had the opportunity. It is because the seed is on, on, on tiles, on concrete. One day when you find yourself alone, you see that the soil is there. Sunlight is on it. Do you understand? Water is dripping. The conditions are conducive. Before you notice, something that you thought that you just heard it and you have forgotten, you are about to experiment it. That is why Jesus taught us. He said, take heed what you hear and how you hear it. Because what you hear will affect you. People are in prison because of what they heard. People are depressed because of what they have heard. People have committed murder because of what they heard. What you hear. Can, can I tell you something? Have you noticed that even, even education, the money you are paying for school fees, the accommodation is just to hear? Your mother has sold things Things, I mean, she doesn't have. She's sold it. She's taking people's money and brought you somewhere in order to hear. Hear from drunkards or all kinds of people. And when you hear uh, from these people, it's that, that whatever you are hearing is able to change your salary. 
is able to change your so what you are hearing is not neutral. Tell somebody what I'm hearing is not innocent. So I don't what I'm saying to you also will have effect on you. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah, so this year our father, the prophet has declared it as our year of seed time and harvest. Somebody say with me, seed time and harvest. Again, seed time and harvest. Hallelujah. So in Genesis chapter 8, verse number 22, the Bible talks about a very powerful, profound principle that God uh, gave Noah. And on what account did God say this to Noah? Noah found favor in the sight of God. The whole earth was, I mean, uh, uh, evil people were doing wickedly. And Bible said their imagination, their thought was continually evil. Hallelujah. You see, many people even don't understand that what is more important to God is not even what you are doing. It's what you are imagining. The first world was destroyed because of the imagination. God was not waiting for them to implement the imagination. Because your imagination, your meditation is in your heart. And once it's in your heart, you are going to manifest it. Hello? Yeah, so the Bible said their imagination was continually evil. That you have to destroy beasts, man, everyone. But Bible says Noah found grace or favor before God, and he was spared. Hallelujah! And after the flood, Bible says Noah offered a, a burnt offering, sacrifice, and God smelled the savor of the, the aroma of the sacrifice, and he was so pleased, and he decided that I'm not going to curse the earth again for your sake. But for the time being, I want to give you a secret. I want to give you a secret. Then he told uh, Noah that as far as you are on earth, while the earth remains, two things are going to happen. These two things, if you can observe it and operate by it, is going to be well with you. He said there's going to always be seed time and harvest. And the rest is going to be seasons. Are you there? Seed time and harvest, and the rest will be what? Seasons. Whether it's day and night, cold and heat, summer and winter. It's talking about seasons. Hallelujah. Hello? Yeah. So God gave this powerful revelation that if you are on earth and you are going to use it, you are going to do well. Because God has given the earth to mankind. In Psalm 115, verse number 16, what does the Bible say? Can we go there quickly? Psalm 115, verse number 16, what does the Bible say? Can we read it together? One, go. The heavens, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth has he given to the children of men. So if God wants to bless you as a man, that is why God will, not, will never intervene in your affairs unless you are afraid to him. Because the earth belongs to us. That is why if you don't pray and don't call on God, Lord, help me, I'm drowning. 
I'm struggling. I cannot know what to do. God will never intervene because he is in heaven and you are on earth. So for him to come from heaven and do something on earth, you need to invite him. If you don't invite him, he will leave you to struggle. Who comes to your home and takes your cooking pots to your bedroom and bring your mattress to their kitchen? Will you allow somebody to do that? Nobody can come. Even if the person says, I am, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I am a professional, international uh, uh, deco uh, uh, designer. He dare not do that. You need to invite a person. So your life is your personal life. You have your will to choose. You have your mind to think. And you have your emotions to feel. So if you don't invite God, he will allow you to do whatever. He will allow you. That is why he's telling us that the heavens belongs to me. But the earth, I have given it to you. So if you want me to intervene in anything that you are doing, then the way to do that is prayer. Can I have your loudest amen? amen. So if you don't pray and say, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm hurting. I'm struggling. Please help me. Please help me. I'm sick in my body. If you don't call on God to intervene, it is not going to happen. That is why when God became a man, it was an attempt for God to help mankind. You cannot, as a human being, help an ant. Even if you want to. If you really want to help an ant, you need to convert into one of them. Then you will join the ants in their world. Then you have the legal right to lead the ants into safety. But as a human being, when you are, even the ants will not agree. So God cannot intervene unless you say that, Lord, I call on you. That's why when you read the Bible, you see people like the blind Bartimaeus and all the other people who had fantastic miracles. They called on God. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. They called on God. I said they all called on God. So your situation has not changed because you have not called on God. And today, you are here to call on God. Hallelujah. So we learned uh, some seeds that you need to sow. Hallelujah. Seven different kinds of seeds that we spoke about. What was the first seed? The seed into the flesh. And you need to understand this. You need to understand this. That you can sow seed into your flesh. And we notice that a seed into our flesh goes through the seven, uh, five senses. Do you understand? Yeah, if what, what you are watching, what you are hearing, what you are tasting, what you are smelling, what you are feeling, goes to uh, uh, sow seed into the flesh. So if you are hearing the wrong things, and the Bible says in Galatians that when you sow, into the flesh, you are going to report corruption. So when you watch evil things, things that are not so good, your imagination, your thought, it will be evil. When you hear, how many have been there, you hear even a song and it was changing your condition? In a taxi, yeah. So whatever you hear is a seed you are sowing, okay? Whatever are you listening to whatever you watch? 
Some people watch horror films and after that they can't sleep. And they will be calling you to pray for them. Pastor, I can't sleep. And you go around hugging different kinds of people before you notice your, your condition is changing. Hey. Some of you have tasted snake things that you become addicted to. Different. Some of us, even the body is defiled. They can give you every food. If you don't eat salsa, you can't sleep. If you have not ended the day with pap, it's like you have not eaten. You see, so the body is used to. It's not like rice is not food. It's not like noodles don't work, but it's like, no, 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 no. I can do everything, but you see, it, it has a certain taste, a certain feel that you need to feel it if you don't feel it. That is how the body is. It can become so corrupt that the guy is destroying your life, but he said that there's a certain feeling I get from him. There's a certain feeling I get from him. The body is corrupted, is defiled. When I hear this, this is how I feel. And you want to hear it. You want to see it. Even though it's not good for you. So you sow different things into your body that corrupts it. Is it there in uh, Galatians chapter 6 verse number 8? Quickly. I'm trying. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh, what? Rape corruption. But he that soweth in to the spirit shall of the spirit reap what life everlasting. You, if you there, there's no time we could have gone on. You think about the things that you have sown into your, your 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 flesh, and see the results. You have spent money because of what you have sown into your flesh. You have spent things. You will see that the thing is not even is disgraceful, but you, you still do it. But the Bible says, when you sow into your spirit, you will report life eternal. Hallelujah. Life everlasting. Number two. Okay, so we saw some other seeds. But today I want us to see one other seed quickly and we'll be uh, out of here. What was the second seed? Seed of money. So when you are going to do it, like we said, only two things will happen on earth, seed time and harvest. So whatever you want to do, convert the money into a seed. Hallelujah. And you will have a harvest. Okay, seed of the tithe and also seed of appreciation. Number three is the seed of righteousness. Okay, and the seed of lies. When you sow righteous living, righteous things, you are going to reap a fantastic harvest of righteousness in every aspect of your life. Bible says, if your eye be single, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes be evil, what great darkness shall that be? Are you there? When you tell lies, the day you will find out that you are a liar, it brings demotion, it brings cases, it brings a lot of problems. You see, you may be lying, but the day you begin to harvest it, so whatever you are doing, if you are telling lies, you need to tell yourself that the, the harvest, can I handle it? Okay. 
we spoke about it the last time. Today I want to speak shortly about the seed of serving the Lord. Hallelujah. The seed of serving the Lord. Amen. Tell somebody, I want to serve the Lord. And it's a seed. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter 3, verse number 17. Let's start from the 14. Malachi. We are just about to close. So if you think we are now starting. It's not how much you hear, but what you, you do with the little you've heard. Are you there? If you are there, say amen. If you are not there, say wait for me. Malachi chapter 3, I'm reading from verse number 14. The Bible says, ye have said, some people were talking, it is in vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance? Like we have kept the rules and the commandments of God. And that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. For instance, in the beginning of the year, we've had 21 days fasting. You have money to eat, but you are fasting. And sometimes fasting is very humbling. <laughs> we are fasting. So the things that you do because... You, you are serving God. You want your spirit to rise up. You don't want to indulge in things that will uh, cause you to sow so much into the flesh. You also begin to sow into the spirit. And the people spoke and said that, look, it's in vain to serve the Lord. What profit is it to keep his commandment or ordinance? And we have walked monthly before the Lord of hosts. And now we call the proud happy. We see the people who don't serve God, who don't keep God's word, who do whatever they want to do. When we see them, we think that they are free and they are enjoying life. Because you are born again believer, you are a Christian, and you are keeping yourself. And you see somebody having girlfriend, boyfriend, drinking, destroying his life, and you think that he has a happy life. He doesn't have a happy life. She doesn't have a happy life. Most of the people that you are jealous about, they are jealous of you. They don't know how they can become like you. That is one of the things you don't know. They want to stop the drinking. They can't find a way to stop it. They wish they are as free as you are. They wish they had not started something that they cannot now control it. But it's too late. And sometimes, unknown to you, you are also wishing that you had some of those uh, uh, habits. Say, mercy. Now we call the proud happy. Yea, they that work wickedness are set up. Yea, they that tempt God are even delivered. You think that the people who don't serve God rather are doing well. Are you there? Verse number 16. Then they that fear the Lord speak often one to another. Hallelujah. Are you there? And the Lord hearkened and heard it. May the Lord hear your voice. May the, you see, it is very good for you to encourage one another. If you are a Christian and you meet another Christian and you don't speak about 
serving God and the things you are doing for God and what God will have you to do, you have missed an opportunity to encourage somebody. But Bible says, those who fear the Lord, when they spoke to one another, the Lord heard it. He hearkened, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that taught upon his name. Hallelujah. Taught us in thinking. Those who not taught us in teaching. <laughs> Those who were thinking about the Lord, a book of remembrance were open for them. 17, and they shall be mine. This is God speaking. So those who fear me, who think about me, who serve me, they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In that day, when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them, as a man spared his own son that served him, then shall he return and descend between the righteous and the wicked, between him that served God and him that served him not. Amen. Bible says, God says that, don't worry. Don't think that you have saved me for nothing. Don't think that it is in vain to save me. Don't think that you have kept yourself for nothing. He said, a time is coming that you go to the funeral of those who thought that they had life. A time is coming that they will not even be around. In fact, in the book of Psalms, Psalm 1, it says that the, 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 the sinners will not stand in the congregation of the righteous. God said that he will make a difference between those who have saved him and those who have not saved him. Can I hear a loudest amen? amen? Don't ever think that you have saved God in vain. Don't ever think that you have prayed in vain. Whatever you have done for the Lord, it says it's not in vain. There is a book called the book of remembrance that God has opened for those who love him, those who feared him, those who think about him, those who are working for him. And he said, I will spare you just as a man spares his son. Hallelujah. And I will make a difference. He said, you will return and see. Look at the, even the present day Israel. Israel is a nation that came out of Abraham. Abraham was the one who served God. And because he served God, it affected Isaac, his son. It affected Jacob, his son's son. And it has affected all the descendants, even people who did not live to see them. They have been affected because of their service they did for God. Hallelujah. So whatever you are doing, some of us, our life is this difficult because of what our grandparents did. Oh, yes. Some of us, yeah, one day I got to know that it's likely that my great-great-grandfather uh, or something was uh, a sangoma. I became very disturbed. I became very disturbed because when he, he's a sangoma, I don't know what he did. If he killed somebody in those, in those days. You see, so sometimes you don't even know what your great-great-grandfather has done. Some of them went for protection. They went for a muti, a ring. They went for a pot, something. They did some sacrifice, something. So there's a spiritual being. There's a deity. There's a, a spiritual power that is supposed to be around you in terms of they thought that they are going to protect you. But who can protect you better than God? It's like 
a, a witch is disturbing you and you go to a sangoma. You have fallen into the trap. <laughs> you have fallen into the trap. Do you, do you understand? It's a team. They, they, they all play for the same so, uh, uh, <laughs> They are all playing for the same so, Then it says some evil thing is happening. So you go to another evil person to get a protection. What are you doing? What are all these? Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Amen. Yeah, but we can see. So that sometimes you can see a pattern in your lineage, in your family, in your clan. That is something that you don't understand. Nobody is getting married. Or they are all single mothers. Or the boys at the age of 38, they, they don't find work. You can't even see. They go to school, they pass, but they, they can't be employed. All the time they are going to prison. You can't even see. Sometimes it's a case. Just as, as you are serving God, or your mother has served God, or your father served God, and it brings blessings upon your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So this, that is how it is. And God says that I will make a difference between those who serve me and those who don't. So serving God is a seed. Can I tell you something? Yeah. When I got born again, I did not know that it was a seed for me to have a godly wife. I did not know that the seed of just being born again and being godly was a seed I was sowing that I will have a God. I did not know. I thought I was just gotten born again. I did not know that it is a seed even to have godly friends. I did not know that it was a seed to have godly children. There are so many things I did not know. But you see, when you sow a seed, you wouldn't even know the harvest. The harvest when it's coming. Your being here means that, look, and serving God means there are harvests that you don't even know. There are some of you that you have sat in cars that you, you cannot even dare. You have come into contact of people that you wouldn't have known. You are, yeah, I'm just coming from uh, uh, Eastern Cape, Mchacha. I was there yesterday. Uh, I went there actually on Tuesday to have a camp and officiate our sister's wedding. Wow. Yeah. Our sister, Sinatemba, how many remember? Yeah, I said, that was... Is that important? Wow, it's good to see you because I've been thinking about you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. She thought that she was just serving God. Do, do you understand? Now a pastor, she's married to a pastor. You are not going to get married to a weed smoker. I did not hear your loudest amen. Your children will not be drug addicts. Your children will not be cocaine peddlers. Your children will not be naked. Amen. I say, mother, you will not bury your children. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. This seed of serving God, you will never visit your children in prison. Amen. You don't even know what you are doing. You don't even know what you are doing. But you see, coming to church, serving God, you show even your children, they also know what to do. Stand in the house and send your children to church. No. Go to church and your children will be learning. Your children will be learning. You say, oh, hey, go to church. Then you are in the house. No. 
And if you want to drink, drink alone. Don't send them to go and buy any drink for you. Don't show them the name of the drinks you are drinking. Don't show any basis. See, there are these kind of fathers, irresponsible fathers, that they are always, uh, when they drink, then they give their children some to drink. If you want to destroy your life, spare that little boy. Spare that little girl. And some irresponsible mothers. Your daughter that has, then you have buying, uh, uh, what do you call it, bikinis for her and uh, exposing her before even she knows anything. You can wear those things, funny things, wear it, but don't bring these things to the little children. What seed are you sowing? The, the little girl, uh, three years, and you are doing mesh for her. What are you doing? Allow the lady to be free. You want to extend the eyelashes of three-year-old. Well, what are you doing? Sometimes when you see some mothers, you don't even know where they are coming from. You see some fathers, you feel like beating them properly for them to. You drink and you give the small boy some. So one day somebody was doing that. And after a long while, the father couldn't see the way he was moving. He said, I am drunk like a crab. Then from the little boy's might say, I'm drunk like a crab son. You see, <laughs> if the father says, I'm drunk like a crab, you see how crab move. So the father says, I'm drunk, I'm drunk like a, a, a crab. And the son says, I'm drunk like a crab son. Well, look at If you, the father, you are a crab, then he's also a son of a crab. Are you here? So a seed, a seed of worshiping God. A seed of going to church. A seed of praying in the house. A seed of having all night. A seed of having your quiet time. Your children will see it. I'm telling you, so precious seeds. You cannot be there and wish that your children will turn into good people. Do what you want them to do. Hello? So the seed of serving God will preserve you. Oh, you, before you notice, you have surrounded yourself with only good people. Yeah. Before you notice, you don't have any, any bad, I mean, uh, wicked people uh, as friends. Because the seed of serving God, you, you, before you notice, you are surrounded by godly, faithful, and kind people all around. Hallelujah. Yeah, as I was growing up, I had different kinds of friends. Most of my friends, their names were the names of countries. This one is called Babylon. This one is called Yankee. This one is called, even everyone has a walking. This one will be walking like this. Babylon, you say, dropping. They will put a big red and white handkerchief in the pocket and will be drooping like that. And you see that they will be walking like this. They will be walking like this. Some of them when you say Babylon, say, I'm dropping. It's like I'm, I'm, I will drop different kinds of. But you see, when God was saving me, they were laughing. When they heard that I was born again, you know, when they, <laughs> they, they, they were laughing at me. And the way they will laugh at you, 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 you wouldn't want to go to school, uh, church again. 
they will not say anything when they, <laughs> they will be laughing. Ah, and you will feel that you are doing something bad. So I decided that, you know, that this guy, I won't go to where they are. For almost eight months after I got born again, I decided not to see any of them. I have to hide. And quarantine I have to quarantine myself. There was no COVID. But I had to hide. Because the pressure that they will give me and the things they will say, they will laugh and they will say, oh, no, don't mind me. Oh, nah. This one, is it not a girl is following you into the church? Maybe you've seen some girl. That they will be saying things. You, you, you give up. So I hid myself. Can I tell you something? Yeah. As I continued and became a pastor and became a missionary, I have, they have international call. They will call me international call. Please, will you pray for us? I'm the one praying for them. Yeah. I'm the one. And sometimes when I travel, I see them, they want me to, I, I said, kneel down, kneel down, kneel down, kneel down. Then I, Father, bless him. I beat them small, small. I beat them small, small. In the name of Jesus, bless this one. Then I will pray for them. Say, thank you, pastor. Thank you, pastor. Yeah. But when I got born again, they were laughing at me. They were laughing at me. And sometimes after, you give them some loose coin. You can't even believe, you know, the seed of serving God has changed and has made a difference. Yeah, even among my friends. They wouldn't respect how friends, you know, friends don't respect each other, they will call. But among the friends, you can see that even a certain honor, a certain respect, they, they don't just call me by even my, my first name. Now they when they are calling me, they say, Bishop. <laughs> Bishop. Sometimes say, Charlie, the anointing is growing. You know, Charlie, pray for us. Pray for us. <laughs> Charlie, pray for us. Pray for us. Oh, the seed of serving God. You know, the laughter, the mockery, the teasing. If I had given up, I wouldn't have harvested all this. I have a crop of harvest of godly mothers that I wouldn't have known. Godly pastors, friends, different people in different countries, in different places. How could I have by the seed of serving God? That shall be your story. Amen. I said that shall be your story. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Are you here? Hey. My time is almost up. I'm trying. Second Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm reading from verse number 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If you have time, when you go home, read the whole chapter of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It's one of the important chapters for every Christian to know. A lot of things are there. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Is it in your Bible? Okay, I'm reading from verse number 14. Are you there? All right. The Bible says, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then were all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should not live henceforth 
live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Amen. Amen. Maybe you will understand it better from the NLT. It says, either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. Hallelujah. So Christ died for all of us. And when you receive him, you are not supposed to live for yourself. Hallelujah. He died for us so that we will also live for the sake of Christ. Amen. Amen. He died that we wouldn't have to die. He paid for us. So now that you are born again, now that you are a believer, there are people that Christ has died for who are not here. It is our duty. It is our role to go and call them also to come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It's just like your father or your mother has done a lay-by. He's paid for everything. And so call your siblings to come and pick the things that he has paid for. Is it difficult? Christ has already paid for every unbeliever, every sinner, everywhere, every, whatever they are doing. Christ has already paid the price. All you need to do is to invite them to come. That you don't need to struggle. Healing is paid for whatever we ever did. That is the rule. He said, I have died for you. So as you have come into the knowledge, go and call the others. Don't live for yourself. Don't live for yourself. He's done the labor. He's paid for all of us. Christ has died to set everyone free. He's paid for our, our old future and current sins. He's paid for everything. When you see an armed robber, Christ has died for. When you see a prostitute, Christ has paid for the person. When you see a scholar, Christ has paid for the person. When you see a, a, what? What? Whoever. Drunker. Drug addicts. Christ has paid for. They don't know. And that's what Christ is saying. That Look, I lived and died for you. So don't live for yourself. Those of us who have received this, say it is, not, it is not right for you to live for yourself. We also ought to live for the sake of Christ. Can I hear a loudest amen? amen? He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ. Ask the person sitting by you, are you living for Christ? Are you living for Christ? Who died and was raised for them? Hallelujah. So Christ has died for us so that we will also live for Christ by telling others what Christ has done. So it is not right. It is wickedness. If somebody had a cure for HIV or COVID and the person is hiding it, will you say the person is a good person? He has a cure for cancer and the person 
is hidden it. it. He or she doesn't want anybody to know about it. What will you say about a person? Yeah. But you see, what you have in your hand is more than a cure for cancer. What you have in your hand is more than cure for HIV. You have the cure for spiritual death. You have the ability, the cure, to deliver people from going to hell. You have the cure to deliver people from being burnt in hellfire. That is how important what is in your hand is. So going the extra mile to invite your friend, to invite your families, to invite your colleagues, to invite your class, to invite your teacher, your bosses, it is not so much, hallelujah, if we rather don't do it. It's the manifestation of the greatest wickedness. You can help. You can help your family. You can help your home. So go ahead and make a change. I said go ahead and make a change. Hallelujah. Are you there? In Job chapter 36, verse number 11, as we close, I'm talking about a seed of serving God. Oh, there is no better seed than serving God. There's no, you know, the greatest pain, the greatest sorrow and sadness that you have one day is to have known the Lord and not to have served him. Knowing him, the Lord is one thing and serving him is another. That you knew that he is the son of God. People don't know, but you knew that he's the son of God. He's the giver of, of life. That when a sinner comes to him, everything will be over. But you did not live for him. You did not tell any other person. Can we read it together? One, go. If they listen and obey God, they will be blessed with prosperity throughout their lives. All their years will be hallelujah. He's talking about those who will serve God. How does the King James put it? Let's take it from the King James. Talking about those who serve God. So if they obey and serve him, can you see it? Are you going to serve God? Are you going to serve God? Serving God involves praying, praying even for his will to be done in your very life. Praying that your family members will not go to hell. Praying for people you know, drug addict people. Some we can see somebody's husband is unfaithful. Somebody's mother is uh, 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 drug addict. You can help. You can serve God by rising up to pray in your chamber for the person. You can fast and pray. You can do. You can also serve God by studying the Bible. Learning it so well that you will be able to explain it to other people who don't know it. That is how we serve God. And the Bible says that if they obey and serve me, ha, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. I prophesy. I see you spending all your days in prosperity. I said, I see you spending all your days in prosperity. You shall not prosper when you are about to die. May you prosper from an early age. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The secret is serving God. I said the secret is serving God. If they will obey and serve me. God said if they will obey and serve me. May you obey and serve God. That you will spend your days in prosperity. Ha! And your years 
in pleasures. The pleasure, the pleasantry, it will be all over you. Hallelujah. Many people have tried. It did not work. They tried to put God aside and find their own way. They found out that it doesn't work. That is why Jesus said, seek me first. Seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all the others will be added. Hallelujah. Do you want the good things to be added or you want to seek the riches, the fame, the money? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Seek first the kingdom. That is why pastors are always lambasted and people are jealous. Because sometimes what you are looking for, what you are killing for, what you are dying for that you cannot get, God gives to the pastor. Because the pastor has fulfilled a scripture. Who, who is important? Your employer and God. Who has money? Your, even your employer doesn't know when he will die. And be ready. As you begin to serve God, people are going to be even more jealous about you. Because the things that they are dying for, the things that they are saving for that they can't have, afford, God gives it to you on a silver platter. And it becomes the source of pain. It becomes the source of hatred. Yeah, because God, he, 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 he cannot go back on his word. Hallelujah. Are you here? God will not go back on his word. He said, if you obey me, and save me. You will spend your days in prosperity. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Amen. Yeah. And Jesus said it. Seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness. And all these things shall be added. What are all these things? What the unbelievers are looking for. What the unbelievers are looking for. Uh, uh, one, Kenneth Copeland. By serving God. One billionaire in Texas gave him a huge plot. That's that. I mean, by as he was doing the work of God, he said, no, this person is a godly man. He had lungs. He gave him. And people are jealous. Lungs that people cannot buy. Lungs that people cannot buy. Are you here? Another lady, Catherine Coleman. Have you heard of Catherine Coleman before? Yeah. It is said that if she was preaching and made a mistake to mention, like as he would be preaching, so uh, where's my handkerchief? By the time the service will finish, people would have, she will receive more than 50,000 handkerchief. People have ordered handkerchief. And one of the things that she couldn't control is how people willed their gold, their houses, their money, everything to her and her ministry. Because she operated in the healing anointing. She op- and people who were dying, say, I was dying and I came to your days. You pray for I was here. Or here. People, they, they, she couldn't even understand. So where from this? Where from this? When you said, you wouldn't even know. I don't know how God will do it. I don't know how God will do it, but he has promised. I say he has promised and he will not go back on it. I say he has promised and he will not go back on it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
in Joshua chapter 18, verse number 14, it said the tribe of the tribe of Levi or the Levites. When they shared the property, they shared and shared and shared. The 12 tribes, they shared it. They were given none. They did not have any inheritance. And God said, I'm your portion. Those who serve God, God is your portion. In the name of Jesus. Look, the Rubenites were given portion. Simon, the tribe of Simon were given. Even Ephraim. Manasseh, they all had portion. But when it came to the Levites, is it there? Only unto the tribe of Levi, he gave none inheritance. The sacrifice of the Lord God of Israel, made by fire, are their inheritance, as, as he said unto them. Hallelujah. Amen. They were given portion. All the 12 tribes of Israel, they were given portion. But one, they were 12 children. When they were sharing the land, they divided the land into 11. And Levi said, hey, what is happening here? And God says, I don't worry. You don't need the land. I am your portion. May God be your portion. I say, may God be. You see, that's, that's the mystery. That's the mystery of serving God. You can see that people are getting this. People are getting it, and you look like you are left behind. No, God is your portion. I said, God is your portion. In the name of Jesus. Some have medical aid. But he may give you healing. You may not even be sick to need the medical aid. So don't be worried. Say, I also need medical aid. Then maybe you want to be sick. So I, I, I want to buy uh, the BP machine. I want Maybe you want sickness. But he said, I am your portion. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. May God be your portion. Amen. I say, may God be your portion. Amen. He's more than enough. Yeah. I'm talking about the seed of serving God. Nobody serves God and goes unrewarded. Even your unbeliever employers. They compensate you at the end of the month. How much more the faithful God? How much more? How much more? The you dare to serve him. I'm talking about the seed. Your children will be so unique. Amen. Can I tell you something? Tell us. There is nothing you can do to increase the intelligence of your children. There is nothing you can do to ensure that your children are safe. The safety of your children. There, there's nothing. There are things that it's in the hands of God. And it's this God that you don't want to save. That's what David said. I have been young. And now I am old. I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Neither he seed begging for bread. As we are talking now. The sons and the grandchildren of Madiba. Our former president. The freedom fighter. Some of them are not doing well. Meanwhile, he went to preaching for 27 years to liberate us. Some of his children are struggling. I'm telling you. Somebody who has gone to prison for 27 years for us. Should the nation not take care of him and his seed? But some of them are struggling. But David said, I have been young and I'm, I'm now old. 
So listen to what I'm telling you. I have not seen the righteous forsaking, nor his seed begging for bread. When you sow the seed of serving God, you can even die and go. Your children will be taken care of. I say you can die and go, your children. It is not the word of man that I'm telling you. It is God's word. He will never go back on his word. If you serve God, he will take care of you. I say if you serve God, he will take care of you. And he will take care of your seed and your seed seed. Look at the nation of Israel. Look at Abraham. Look at Isaac. Look at Jacob. Look at the 12 tribes. A father serving God. It is my time. It is your turn. And it is our time. Hallelujah. Save God. Every case that is over your family will be broken because of you. Every disappointment in your home will change. Whatever you have not seen in your home, oh, through you, your family, your life, everyone who is connected to you. See, you will be the beam of light, the radiant of hope in your family. It is beginning with you. I say it is beginning with you. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. You who thought that you're also going to be a single mother. You have no imagined to have, you know, when you think about marriage, all that comes to you that one day you give birth with somebody and you take care of your children. But I prophesy, as you serve God, I said, as you sow the seed of serving God, as you sow the seed of serving God. One day you will see yourself and your husband will be by you pushing a trolley and your child will be in the trolley. Where will you be in the mall shopping? As you pick, your husband will pay. I say, as you pick your hat, you thought that it only happens to white people. You thought that it only happened to rich people. You thought that it will happen to you practically. The seed of serving God. You cannot imagine staying with a faithful man. But it will happen through the seed of serving God. Amen. Yeah, it's not only you. When we are all coming up, the pictures of marriage we saw, the pictures of home we saw, the pictures of children we saw, we did not think that it would be our portion. But the seed of serving God, the seed of serving God has changed everything for us. Yeah, the seed of serving God. Serve God and see your heritage and your inheritance. Somebody will see your daughter and will take your daughter and go and shop for. You know, when I was in, in, in Tata, I, I don't know what I can. Eh, somebody came to me. He said, can I take one of your, 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 your daughters to be my younger sister? I just w- w- want to be. Yeah. Somebody from nowhere. Just want to. Can I have one of your daughters? I want to take care. Hey! The seed of serving God. You don't even know how God will do it. And we are not doing it even, we, we are doing it because we love God. But it says, He will make a difference between those who serve Him and those who don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 I promise, I promise, I can vouch this. You can take His way to the bank. You will not beg for bread. And your seed will not beg for bread. If you have not seen the righteous forsaking, neither his seed begging for bread. The Lord will reward you. 
the, the Lord will bless you. Who will cause you to walk in places that you have only seen in television, in videos. Yeah. Yeah. One day I wrote a letter to say thank you to my spiritual father, the bishop. I said, I had a good father. I had a good father, old soldier. He was a good father. He advised me. He gave me good counsel. Even when I was trying to be a bad boy. He was always there. He would tell me, learn this, do this. And I was telling him that I had a good father. But he blessed me, counseled me. But by coming into contact with you and advising me to serve God, I have seen that what my natural biological father could not expose me to. It has come true serving God. It has come true serving God. Yeah. Because I saw myself in Indonesia. In Pomon Hotel, a building where uh, on the, what do you call, 90 something floor. Yeah. Hey! Yeah. When you open your, you notice that you are, you, there's no key. Your time and card. I tell, hey! Then we'll go into a hotel. I was touring the whole Southeast Asia from uh, uh, Manila. Then I was in Jakarta, from there to Soko. I was moving in I said, my God, I'm serving God, the benefit of serving God. Mando seka bando ronde. May the Lord bless you. You shall not beg for bread. I said, you shall not beg for bread. In the name of Jesus, may the seed of serving God open doors that you cannot imagine. May the blessings of the high the, 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 the most high God be upon your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There's a scripture I wish you can put it there. He said that the rich, he has sent them away empty. <laughs> the, the, those who think they are rich and they are puffed up. And he said, God said that he has sent them away empty. But the poor has seen Increase. He's further. Hallelujah. Yeah. May the Lord take special interest as you serve him, as you obey him, as you do his will, as you pray, as you visit, as you win souls. You are studying through the night to know the Bible to teach your members. It is not in vain. You have drunk coffee trying to understand some scriptures so that you can teach some people. Going for visitation, praying for others, inviting people, it will not be in vain. Amen. It will never be in vain. Amen. Mark is somewhere. God is not a man to lie. Neither a son of man to repent. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness. And all these things. List the things that you are looking for. List it. The things that people are looking for. The car, the husband, the wife, the blessing, the employment, the buildings. List it. And start serving God and see if God will not add it to your, your life. Hallelujah. He has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich has he sent empty away. Hallelujah. Even if you are hungry, you are poor, you cannot. God is about to fill you with good things. I said God is about to fill you with good things. Every good thing. Every good thing you can only imagine. You cannot afford, you cannot access. By reason of sowing the seed of serving God, I see God filling you with good things in the name of Jesus. And those who think that they are self-made men and self-made people, you watch and see. 
before your very eye, before even they die, you will notice that it's like the tables have turned. You will see that the tables have turned. Who taught that you? People will call you, come to you, honor you, and hear what you have to say. But the seed of serving God will open that door into your life. May the Lord bless you. May he cause his face to shine on you. May he deliver you from every uh, uh, pain, disease, and whatever causes you not to want to serve God. Come out of it and serve God and receive the blessings of serving God. If you obey and serve me, he said you will spend your days in prosperity and you will spend your years in pleasure. May the Lord do so for us as a church, as a branch, as a council, as a denomination, and as individuals. I pray for the day of prosperity. I pray for the day of abundance. Let the day of lack be taken away. Let necessity, the things that you have taught that you will never be able to afford, no, it will go away. I say it will go away. God will bring you to be by a well, a well of water. You shall eat without scarcity. May the Lord bless you. May he lift his countenance upon you and cause you to be a blessing. Yeah. The Bible says when the Israelites saw what the Lord has done, they told her they were dreaming. They told her they were dreaming. When the Lord brought us back. We felt so. We thought. Yeah. Dreaming. How, how we loved. How, how we sang. We were overflowing. Then we, we heard the nation saying, Look what the Lord has done. The, the Lord has done, done great things for us. And we are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are filled with joy. With joy. With joy. When the Lord brought us back, let's go. When the Lord brought us back. You'll be brought back to where you have never imagined. We felt, felt so good. You felt so we good. felt so strong. At first we, we thought we were dreaming. Dreaming. How we loved. <laughs> how we sang. Ah. We were overflowing. Then we heard the, the people nation. saying, Look what the Lord has done. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. With joy. With joy. Listen to this. Please look for the song for me and put it there. These people were slaves. 
they were slaves. They were they had tax masters. They were being shipped. They were they could not be free. So the Lord sent somebody, a pastor by name Moses, to deliver them. He said, "Let my people go, that they will do what." It is, it is the servant. Let my people go. God did not deliver you from the world just to attend you, that you will serve him. So, let, so Moses came, spoke to uh, uh, Pharaoh, said, let the people go. And with the, with the power of God, miracles. And Bible says that when they came out of the heresy, out of Egypt, and the nations heard that these people without army, they have come out of slavery, they've walked through, and the things that they have done, the nations were overwhelmed. And as they were singing, the people, they themselves, they thought that they, it was a dream. Then they heard what the nation have, were saying, look what the Lord has done. And they were filled with joy. Hallelujah. Amen. That shall be your story. Amen. I said, that shall be your story. As I'm talking, there is no one person in your family that you say that this is an eminent, prosperous, and important person. You can't put anyone like that in your family, but look what the Lord will do. He will turn your captivity around in the name of Jesus. Yeah. When they say that this person is very rich in your family, often his bank balance is 1,005. I'm telling you, I have seen one before. I have seen one before. Somebody came to call me and said, oh, my father is very prosperous. When I went to see the, pro, the prosperous father, he said, because of the car, he's the first person to buy a car in the family. Hey, when I went to see the car, I said, wow, this is the prosperous father. And I noticed that prosperity is even in levels. Because the car was a rickety car. Do you know a risky car that may not even move? You, uh, you need to push it. And he was the first member in the family. And all the family know that he has got a car. Hallelujah. Amen. So as we end, this is the prophecy. As we sing this song, covet it. It will be your story. Amen. I say it will be your story. Amen. We will sing, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. I thought I would always be taking Uber and taxi. Look, you are driving your own car. Look what the Lord has done. I thought, you know, one day you receive a water bill. And when you look, it will be your name that is on the water. You watch and see. Watch and see. One day, there will be a light bill. And it will not be your landlady or landlord bringing a library for you to share. When you see, you see your first name and your same name. On the electricity bill, say, hey, what is happening? Am I also a landlord? Am I also a landlord? You watch and see. And he said, look what the Lord has done. One day you will turn in the bed and you say, wow, look, my husband is lying here. Ah, ah. You wake up at dawn or noon, you will be looking at your husband like that. Hey, is it really ha happening? Is that my husband? <laughs> then you sit on the bed and you will smile. You say, hey, what is happening? Then you look at your husband and you say, hey, is it happening? Is it real? Look, my husband. <laughs> you will be surprised. Yeah. And you also, husband, 
One day you, you wake up, you see that you are crying. You are crying. Yeah. You are crying. Nobody understands. You are not in pain. That, ah, so me, I'm married. My wife is, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Yeah, you see that you are crying. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Why have you not forsaken me? Hallelujah. So let's go. When the Lord brought us back, one, go. When brought us back and restored our freedom, we felt so good, we felt so strong. Have you seen it? At first we thought okay. we were okay. dreaming, dreaming. How, How we laughed, mm -hmm. How, How we sang. We were, over we were overflowing. Flowing. Then we heard the nation then say. We heard the, the nation say. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. The, the Lord has done great things for us. us. And we are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things for us. So when we get to joy, you stand up and you hold somebody's hand. Okay. Are we ready? Let me take the words. When the Lord brought us back and restored our freedom, we felt so good. We felt so strong. At first, we thought we were dreaming. How we laughed, how we sang, we were overflowing. Then we heard the nations say, look what the Lord has done. Then the chorus says, the Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. With joy, with joy, with joy. Amen. Is that a nice song to sing? Yeah, learn it. You, you, you will be, you'll be dancing with it in your room before the mirror. You see that you are shouting. You will be shouting and say, hey, the Lord has that. You, you can't understand what is happening. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay. Those who can sing should help us. Play a key that we can all flow in it. One go. When the Lord brought us back and restored our freedom, we felt so good, we felt so strong. At first we thought we were dreaming, dreaming. How we laughed, how we sang, we Lord has done the Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with 
felt so good. We felt so good. We felt so strong. We felt so strong. At first we thought we At first we thought we were dreaming. 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 How? How we laughed. Ha ha. How we sang. We were overflowing. Then we heard the nation say, Look what the Lord has done. Lord, 
And the Lord has prospered him. Oh, we will spend our days in prosperity. Hey, and our years in pleasure. Let the word of the Lord be fulfilled concerning every one of us. Father, we thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. With your eyes closed, before we leave here, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me and pray for me. Somebody invited me, my friend invited me, but truly speaking, I don't know Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Will you please pray with me and pray for me? I want to receive Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I don't even understand, but all I want to say is that, Pastor, I don't want to go to hell. I would like to be in heaven when this life is over. I want to pray with you quickly. If this is what you are saying, lift only your right hand and I'll pray with you. Stand wherever you are, only your right hand. Lift it high above your head and I'll pray with you. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. With your hands lifted, I want you to move from there and come to me. Yes, my sister, come. My sister, my brother, you lifted your hand. Come. Yes. My sister in jeans, come. I want to pray with you. Yes. Yes, come. Come from the back. Come from everywhere. Come right here. Oh, yes. When the Lord. Sing it without any When the Lord brought us back. When the Lord brought us back. You are coming. Come. I want to pray with you. Come, come, come. God has brought you Israel. You are returning to the Lord. God bless you. My brother. Okay. Stand there. You lifted your hand. Come. You are not sure of your salvation. I want you to be sure. I want to pray with you. Come and come to me. Somebody invited you. But this afternoon, we can pray together. We can pray together. God bless you. You are not sure of your salvation. Don't stand there. Move and come. Move and come. And your life will not be the same. Lord has done great things for us. And we are filled with joy. With joy. With joy. Lift your two hands to the Lord and pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, this afternoon I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. Cleanse me with your blood from today. Jesus, I believe in you. You are the son of God. You died for me, and you rose again. Lord Jesus, I accept you into my heart as the Savior, the Lord, and the Master over my soul. Lord Jesus, please write my name in your book of life. From today, I am yours. I belong to you. I will follow you. All the days of my life. Please help me to know you, to walk with you until the very end. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Thank you, Lord, for dying for me. I love you. I will follow you 
all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Say with me, Satan, from now, I don't belong to you. I belong to Jesus. Therefore, whatever you have in me, I reject it. I refuse it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I will follow Jesus all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Wow. God bless you. Listen to me. What you've done is the best decision you've taken all your life. The decision to go to school made us able to write and to read. The decision to work put food on our table. But this decision that you've taken, one day you will see Jesus face to face. One day we'll be in heaven and we will see Jesus together. Hallelujah. Yeah. You see our brother there holding the board. Follow me. He's going to share something with you, pray with you, and you come right back. And some wonderful people, I think we can serve them there, will serve you with something very wonderful to reduce the temperature, something cold, something uh, refreshing, and your life will not be the same. Amen. Okay, so please, I want you to follow our brother. Okay, put your hands together for them. Yeah, let's follow. God bless you. God bless you. No, please show them where to go. Jesus. The rest of us, let's pray. Father, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus that the grace to serve you oh, will increase. That our love for you, for your work, that we will be obedient, that we will seek your will, that we will seek to help others, especially people who don't know you, especially our family members, people in our school, in our uh, workplace. Help us that, Lord, we will serve you all our lives. May the seed of serving God be our portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.